Hey, welcome to the Vision Church Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today. This past Sunday, we had our special guest, Brian Canadal from Called to Love, who ministered. He talked about the love of a father. So as you listen today, enjoy, press in, allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you. I'm excited to get to share this one with you. Yes. So will you welcome Brian Canadal with me this morning? Thanks, guys. Good morning. I need everyone to stand up, please. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to hold your hands out. I want you to think of the Father right now. I want you to say, Father, I want your heart. Father, I want you to have mine. Stay standing. Father, I just thank you for every person in this room. We're here because of you. Because you love so much, you gave. Because Jesus loved so much, he gave. And Holy Spirit, you live inside of us. And you so desperately want to give and flow through us the love of the Father. Every one of us in here, Father regardless of our gender, our position, whether we're a father or a mother, brother or sister, you've called us to have a heart like you. Like it was mentioned earlier by Nicole this morning, there are many here who do not have a father here who are not in relationship with a father. Some of you are fatherless and your fathers are still alive. No relationship for whatever reason. When you think of God, you see the worst of a father image. This morning, Father, mindsets are going to be broken. And Father, your love through the Holy Spirit is going to pierce every thought, every desire, every feeling. And there's going to be an awakening and a desire to know you and your heart for each and every one of us because we so desperately need you. Holy Spirit, move in this room. You are not bound by time, space, or matter. Heal hearts that are not even here this morning. Those that represent relationships that they love, but there is 
There's division. There's offense. There's unforgiveness. Right now, Father, while I deliver a message, pierce their hearts. I thank you that forgiveness is beginning to take place even now. This will be the beginning of the best Father's days to come. Those who've never seen themselves as a father will honor and manifest, demonstrate the heart of yours to those who don't know you. Thank you, Father, right now for what you're going to do. We give you all the praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all can be seated. When Phil called me and, um, and asked me, I had, um, the Lord had already been dealing with me about a message and I didn't know where I was preaching it because James, stand up real quick, James. Uh, the best part of you, James, is Felicia, but if she don't, I don't think she's going to stand up for it with you. So this is James, my best friend and my ministry partner. I was up here, I think just a month or so ago, I was asked to do a funeral and I don't like doing funerals. It was my second one. But I had been in relationship and, and, and are in relationship with a friend um, that I've known for about 17 years. And, uh, you know, you have relationships in your life and they're all different, right? You got friends, all different shapes, sizes, and colors. You know what I'm talking about, okay. And everybody is unique. And uh, this guy is a dear friend of mine. And so um, he's been through uh, uh, a lot with me. And so he calls me up and, uh, and he tells me that his dad had died. And uh, I, I had the privilege of praying with his father two years ago. I, uh, he, uh, he, his dad told him one day when he was leaving his house, um, you know how dads are, right? When you're leaving, you think you're gone and he's like, stop. He forgets to tell you something, right? Has that ever happened to y'all before? You're leaving someone's house and you're thinking you're leaving for good. You know, you're like ready to go and they're like, stop. So he does this to, to this guy all the time. And his dad came up to him and said, um, out of breath, he ran to the truck and said, um, son, um, I love you. And it was the first time his dad ever told him that. So he calls me driving, saying, he was just crying and weeping. He says, you're not going to believe this. My dad told me he loved me for the first time. He's 47 years old. He's crying. And I said, well, that's good. And he goes, no, it's not. He must be dying. <laughs> He's never told me, so something must be wrong. Well, the truth of the matter is he was dying. And so he said, um, and, and, and my friend, he doesn't attend church much at all, if any, but knows that the Lord loves him. So he says, I need you to come pray with my dad because I don't want him to die and go to hell. So I said, I tell you what, if you can 
talk to your dad first before you obligate him to anything. I would like, I would like, I'd, admit, I'd love to meet him. So about a week later, he calls me and said, yep, he said, yeah. And I said, now tell me exactly what he said. Just don't tell me that. So he said, no, he really wants to meet with you. So I drove straight up from uh, Little Rock and I pulled up at his house and he was sitting on the front porch with his wife and the, uh, his, uh, his other brother, his other son. And I spent, and I asked the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to share? And he said, I want you to tell them about my heart, the Father's heart. And so what I did was, is I shared a love story. And through, towards the end of that, the, um, the Father's, uh, the dad said, I, I've got to say something, I'm not worthy. I've done too much. I have made a mess of my life. And I, I, I think he's, I think God is all that in a bag of chips, but he's not for me. And I said, he loves you. He's never changed his mind about you. And I led him and his wife and his other son to the Lord. So that two years later, I am now asked to do the funeral. And so I did not know that my friend had three other brothers. I didn't know that. He didn't, we'd never got, anyway. And, and to make things complicated, all three had different moms. And so, so I'm on my way up for the funeral and my friend Tony calls me and says, I need you to pick up my brother in Fayetteville. We're gonna meet for lunch. And I said, your brother? Yeah, and he told me his name and told me his address and I pulled up. The brother came out, got in the truck with me. We introduced ourselves, and the first thing the, son, the brother said to me, did you meet my dad? I said, yes, I did. I had a, I had a privilege of meeting your dad. He said, did you ever pray with my dad? I said, well, as a matter of fact, I did. And he said, um, I don't want my, I hope my dad didn't go to hell. Did he pray with you about receiving Jesus? And I said, yes, he did. And he starts bawling. And he said, my dad was the worst example of what a dad should have been. But at least he was an example of not what to be. And I'll honor him for that. I miss him. He pulls out his phone and plays a recording of a newborn child that he had. And he sent to his dad and his dad said, I can't wait to meet your son. Never got a chance to do that. So what I want to share with you all this morning, that's the last time I was up here, so I'm glad to be here with you all this morning. Thank you, Phil and Nicole. Uh, thank you, praise team, Zach. Uh, all of y'all, I'm so glad that y'all are here. Amazing group of people here. I want you to turn to Luke 15, if you can, real quick. I'm going to set this story up for you. Luke chapter 15. Jesus is talking and teaching. And the Jewish leaders and these law experts of the law were observing Jesus 
when a group of tax collectors and the worst sinners imaginable at that time, the Bible refers to them as notorious. How many of you know notorious is not a good thing to have before your name, right? Okay. So I'm going to share this with you because Jesus is fixing to reveal the heart of his father into three parables. And I want you to see how he sees people. So here's what happened in, um, in chapter. And I'm just going to blow through this real quick because I have very little time. And I want to cover this as much as possible. So basically what happened is when these sinners show up and these tax collectors show up, Jesus observes the Jewish leaders making comments. Who in the world that a man like Jesus would allow these people? Why would he even be associated with these people? And Jesus, you know, he either hears through discernment what people are saying or thinking, or he just hears them out loud. And he begins to tell a parable, one of three. He tells three, and I'm going to focus on the third one. But he begins in these parables because he uses parables. I think he did like 36 parables, over 100 metaphors throughout the New Testament. You've got to read the Gospels if you want to know God's heart, Jesus' heart. It's amazing. So Jesus begins to tell about the story of the good shepherd who had a hundred sheep and 99, one left the 99 and the shepherd left to go after the one. And the whole emphasis of that was to tell about how the shepherd celebrated that he had left the 99 and had found the one and put the one over his shoulders and brought back to safety. He's revealing the heart of the Father. Then he shares about a woman who had 10 silver coins and she loses one. I think it was like a day's wage. And she loses one, tears her house apart. We can all relate when we lose something. And she finds it and throws a party, tells everybody that she had found it. But here's the parable that I want you to focus on. And it starts in... It starts in um, it starts in uh, verse 11, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation, and the, and the title of this says, Loving Father, once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, I, don't, I, I think it's time for you to give me the share of my estate, uh, the share of your estate that belongs to me. So the father went ahead and distributed among the two sons their inheritance. Shortly after, the son packed up all his belongings and traveled to see the world. He journeyed afar off and where, he soon, and where he soon wasted all, he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. Verse 14, and with everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry for there was a famine in the land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him to feed the pigs. This, verse 16, the son was so famished that he was willing to even eat the slop that was given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. Verse 17, humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing and he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want and plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I dying of hungry, hunger and feeding pigs and eating their slop? I want to go back home to my father's house and he will say, 
And I will say to him, Father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you. I will never be worthy to be called your son. Father, please just treat me like one of your employees. So the father, so the young son set off for the father and from a long distance away, his father saw him coming dressed as a beggar and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. So the father raced out to meet him. He swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly, kissed him over and over with tender love. Then the father said, then the son said to the father, I was wrong, I've sinned against you. I've never, I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. The father interrupted. This is the Passion Translation, go with me. The father interrupted and said, Son, you are now home. Turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe. I will place it on the shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger. Bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare. 23, let's prepare a feast and celebrate. And this beloved son of mine who was once dead, but now he is alive again. Once and everyone celebrated with over, overflowing joy. Here's where it gets interesting. Verse 25, the older son was out in the field and when, he, when, he, and when his brother returned, he approached the house and heard music of celebration and dancing. So he called over to the, one of the servants and said, what's going on here? The young servant or the servant replied, it is your younger Brother, he had returned home, and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, Come and enjoy the feast with us. Verse 29 The older brother said, Father, listen, how many years have I been working? as a slave for you. Performing every duty and you've asked as a faithful son and you've never once, and I've never once disobeyed you, but you've never thrown me a party because of my faithfulness. Never once have you ever given me a goat that I could feast on and celebrate with my friends like he's doing now. But look at this son of yours. He comes back after wasting his wealth on prostitutes and reckless living. And you are here throwing him a feast to celebrate for him. The father said, my son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to what? Enjoy. And it's only right to celebrate like this and be overjoyed because a brother of yours who was once dead and gone, but now he is alive and back with us again. He was lost, but now found. Okay. So when you look at church and Christians today, we see people who have come and gone on their journey of faith. They have once been in relationship with the Father They've gone to church, they've connected, and then they slip away. And the church 
has and the mindsets has been. I loved you a whole lot when you were here. I don't know what I think about you now. I can't relate. And if you come back, I'm not sure you're going to like my response. And there are people today that are so desperate to grace the doors of a church. But they're scared of rejection. They're afraid they're going to be treated like the other brother felt. It's a good thing the younger brother did not go to the older brother. How many of y'all would agree? There would not have been a party thrown. My heart right now is heavy because even this morning I was riding over here. Uh, James and I, we've been on a long trip, a bike ride, and we just got back and we were getting our bikes worked on in Rogers. And uh, so we rode our bikes in today. It was beautiful. Thank you, Lord. And, uh, and the highlight was stopping by Daylight Donuts. And so um, I stopped in this Daylight Donuts in Spring, Springdale because I've known the owners for years. I used to live up here. And, um, and so I walked in thinking that I was going to get to see one of the owners. And uh, there was a new face there. And I said, hey, where's the owners? He goes, you're looking at him. And I said, well, where is the husband and wife? Um, they've, uh, they have since divorced. If you remember, they had a teenage daughter that got brain cancer, and she died. And I said, but what about the divorce? He said, well, they both handled it differently. And so he went his way. She owned this, and so now I own it. She's quit. And he said, how did you know them? And I said, well, the last time I was in here, and I said, notice all these paintings that are hanging up here. This lady, she painted all of them. He said, did you buy one? I said, yeah. He goes, you did? Because they're not, you know, professional per se. But he said, well, what'd you buy? And I said, love. It said L-O-V-E. He said, oh. I said, see, the reason I'm here today was because I wanted to I wanted to see this family, and I just—I was thinking about them and their daughter that had passed away years ago, and I just wanted to connect with them. And he said, you know what? That was a really honorable thing for you to stop by today. I said, thank you. He said, are you going to buy something? I said, yeah, I'll get something. And so I was getting, and he made the comment. He said, you know, that's the funny thing about God. You never know what he throws your way, and this, that, and the other, and it broke my heart because he doesn't know the heart of the Father. And guys, we are the only ones that people are going to know the heart of the Father by the way we are. And if we don't have a heart for people or manifest the fruits of the spirit of love and joy and peace and patience, because if we're not doing that, we're struggling with our heart for the Father too. So um, I, I, I want to bounce back real quick. So when I did this funeral um, recently, uh, I go to the funeral home, and uh, the funeral director meets me there, and she says, um, we're going to have to make this real short funeral because there's so many issues and problems here 
in the family, I'm concerned that there's going to be an issue. So we're going to make it short. I'm like, okay. But you know what? She told me I had about 10 minutes to speak, and I had about 30 minutes to share. And none of the music worked, and I had 30 minutes. And I shared about the heart of a father. And I shared about a man who lost, who had made a lot of choices, but he wanted to get one relationship right and he wanted to get it right with his heavenly father. And he did. And God came into the room. And people that were angry and hurting began to love each other. And she came to me, the funeral director came to me after the service and said, I was expecting there to be a brawl, be honest with you. But today, I feel like I've been to church. I just feel the love in this room. Guys, every single one of us house the presence of God and Holy Spirit, and he lives right here. I know Pastor Phil's been sharing about Holy Spirit. I am so grateful. Guys, when God sent Jesus, he knew Jesus needed a comforter, someone that would empower him to carry out, and he gave him Holy Spirit. And when Jesus left, he knew there was no way we were going to carry out our mission without Holy Spirit too. And many of us have yet to yield and surrender to the Holy Spirit. And he lives inside of you so gently waiting patiently for you to yield and surrender to him to manifest fruits the heart of the Father, the character of Jesus, and the fruits. People are hungry. You will not be known by your gifts. You will be known by your fruits. And many of you right now so desperately want to have significance in the kingdom, and you can't do it apart from the heart of the Father. Everywhere you go, people are desperately looking for you to have something they don't have. Many of you, I have four precious children. I guess you saw Hannah up here. Um, Hannah's birthday happens to fall on today. So she, uh, I am a father because of her 30 years ago. So happy birthday. So I have my son here, my daughter-in-law. You heard Courtney up here singing. Uh, with, um, with Zach, and it's just an honor to have her. She does quite a bit um, when I speak, and I'm so glad she's here today. Doesn't she have a heart and a voice for the Lord? Guys, the greatest thing, it's an honor to be here this morning, but I, I, I will tell you my heart is heavy because there are so many people that do not know the heart of the Father. And I know this church is making an impact in this area, and I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful for y'all. I mean, I looked out over the audience earlier, and I just said, Father, I thank you for all these young people, all these couples. I thank you, Father, for the leadership here that so desperately loves them. See, I have a daughter that lives here. I live in Little Rock, and to know that she is in a, in a church home that loves her, 
and, 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 and fathers her when I'm not there, when I'm not here. And so I, I, just, I just want to encourage y'all this morning, go back and read the Gospels. Go back and read Luke and just really see the attitudes. Both, the, both brothers had a mindset of a slave. Did you know that? The brother that came back, he didn't see himself worthy. He's telling the dad, okay, so here's how it's going to be. I don't deserve to be your son. I'll be a slave. I want to read this real quick and I finish up. Go to uh, Romans uh, 8, if you would, real quick. In Romans 8, verse 15, it says, And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into a fear of never being good enough, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God, and you will never be orphaned again. Uh, let me find it. You'll never be orphaned again. Um, for he, as he rises up within you, our spirits join him in saying in the words of tender affection, Beloved Father, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us, as he whispers in our innermost being, you are my beloved child. Please, if you would, stand up. We may not have time this morning, but I'm gonna be up here at the altars after we dismiss, but I want you to know, we've all been there. We all know what it looks like when we look and think of our Heavenly Father. There's just too many things in the way. If we think of the word Father, we may have hurt, bitterness, resentment, fear. We may even have incredible feelings when we think of Father, good, positive, I want you to know, just like the father never changed his mind about his son. His son left. He was gone, some say, for years. But notice that the father saw him coming while he was still far away. That means he was looking for his son every day. And the Father has not changed his mind about you. And wherever you are on your journey of faith, wherever you are, he is still looking for you to come home. And the only thing that he wants to do is wrap his arms of love around you and kiss you and remind you of your identity and that your identity is that you are his child. And I will tell you, it will empower you to love again. It will empower you to forgive. It will empower you and compel you to go to the highways and the byways, to your work, to the market, 
and to see people with compassion and say, that is someone's son, that is someone's daughter, and I have an opportunity to show love. Father, lead me how I can love them. So if you're here this morning and you need to be reminded about how much the Father loves you and you want someone to pray with you just to encourage you, um, I'll be here. I'll be here. I, it would be an honor to pray with you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search Vision Church. If you would like to help support this ministry, you can do so at visionnwa.com forward slash give.